Marcus, Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world. This is Riasis here on Sunday night with your host, Kathy Laura. Good evening, Kathy. How are we doing tonight? Good evening, Rob. We are doing fantastic considering it was a little warm out, but we're doing good. It's only 83. It's not 103, okay? It's still warm. Uh, listen, for those of us that are out there at the flea markets in the middle of the summer, okay, this is nice. I'll take it today. Yes. Uh, so who do you have in the studio with us tonight, Well, Kathy? we have this evening on tonight's show, uh, Jaime Torres, who's not a stranger. He's been here on the show before. And um, he has convinced his mom to come on the show, and I'm so happy to have her here. And her name is Marcela Garza Torres. So I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you for coming, and I I know we are going to have a fantastic conversation. Um, But as always, we like to um, start the show off with a little bit of family history. So if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your mother and your father, where you grew up, and if you happen to know how long they've been here in Texas or when they came. So tell us a little bit about your family history. Well, thank you very much for having us to begin with. And my parents were born here in San Marcos. My, my grandparents, we had three uh, that they were Spaniards, and one of them was from Mexico, my grandmother, my father's mother. and. So we've been living here all our lives, really. And, and tell me the name of, of your mother and your father. My father's name uh, was Fidel Garza Sr. My mother was Teodora uh, Martinez. Uh, Martinez. Martinez. And uh, what area did you live in growing up here in San Marcos? I'm sorry, what was that? What area did you live in growing up here in town when, uh, you, were, when you were young? Yeah, we, we lived uh, on... Uh, of Lamkiln? No, well, yeah, we started living over here in, in uh, Mr. John C. Stark Jr.'s ranch, and then from there we moved over here toward, to the Westover Ranch. Right? To the Westover Ride mm-hmm. edition, yeah. So, how long did y'all live on the, on the, is it Starch Ranch? John C. Starch Jr. Ranch. Yeah. How long did y'all live on that ranch? Gee, I just don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember. And your your father uh, was he uh, like a mayordomo there, a foreman on the ranch? Mm, no, he he was he was a uh, uh, un trabajador. He was a uh, yeah. laborer there on the Labor, ranch. Laborer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then y'all moved over. How long were y'all in Westover? Oh, gee. Because Westover, we, and Westover uh, at one time was Pasta, right? There wasn't anything out there in Westover. It was considered a little bit out on the outskirts, and yeah. there there wasn't the homes that there are now. So when you moved there, were there a lot of homes in the no, area? No, the no, 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 there were not. I mean, my father, he passed on in 1999, and we so we still, somebody was still residing there, which was my father, mm-hmm. 1999. So, yeah, we lived there many, many years, yeah. And so tell me a little bit about um, your kind of like your family life, the, the types of food that y'all ate growing up or the type of entertainment that y'all had. Uh, entertainment was uh, music, the uh, accordion. And uh, in fact, sometimes uh, they would have, my parents would make uh, what they call bailes caseros at home and would invite people to come over, get the furniture out of the way, let's have a dance <laughs> here. And as far as food goes, it's just comidas, really. 
so when you had those violas caseros, but how many people would come over? And is, was it like by invitation or was it family and friends or? All of the above, yeah. All of the above. Mm-hmm. And so what type of music would y'all play? It was, of course, accordion. Yeah. And so were there, was it music that was played by um, the uh, tunes that were being played on the radio or? I'm assuming that's what they were really, yeah. And so tell me a little bit about, about your mom and, and your dad. Um, what did they do for a living? Uh, my, fa- my father was a, a, a ranch uh, help, and my mother, she was a, a homemaker. A homemaker, right. And how many kids uh, did your parents have? And tell me the names of your brothers and sisters. Uh, we were 12 altogether. 12? 12, yeah, 12 kids altogether. And uh, let me see. Well, you probably won't be able to name them all. Huh? Yeah, there, there was there was Fidel, Pablo, Candy, Cruz, Marcelo, Rosa, Daniel, me, Jose, Josefina, Adelaida, and Pauline. I think that's twelve. Twelve. Um, I I was telling you earlier that I don't know how um, I don't know any of the Garza daughters. But I know so many of the Garza sons, and I, I find that a little bit uh, kind of amazing because, you know, you live in such a small town, and you know everybody, but I don't know any of the Garza daughters, and so I, I, it's my pleasure and my honor to meet you today. So I'm glad you, you, were, um, you, you agreed to come on to the show. Um, tell me a little bit about how your father got involved in the music industry. How, how did he start to play? Was it uh, something that he learned from his father, or how, how did he, what, what uh, instrument did he play? Well, actually, uh, he used to say that when he was a teenager, he uh, learned how to, well, it's a, he got somebody to teach him how to learn the violin. And he, by that, by the age of 17 years, he was already playing with, uh, with uh, country music boys in Wimberley. And, uh, and then further down the line, he got married in, I believe, they got married in 1933, my mother and my father. And by 37, 30, by the year 1937, 38, he got interested in, in the accordion. So uh, it, it was hard. My mother just said that it was hard for him to play, to learn the accordion because he was just recently uh, introduced. And so uh, he tried and tried. He couldn't, he couldn't do it. So he would just throw it under the bed. Until my mother just got upset with him, she said, "You can't be doing that. You, I paid a lot of money, thirty-six dollars for that accordion." Well, and at thirty-six dollars is a lot of money considering yeah. we're talking about the depression as yeah. well, right? We're That's, right in a depression, mm-hmm. right? Thirty, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, and she says, "You're gonna have to learn how to play it." So he had to learn how to play it, and he did. And he did. He mastered it, yeah. So kind of it's uh, by the grace of God that your mom kind of nudged him a little bit and said, no, you're going to have to do it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to assume that your mom was kind of a backbone of your family. And, yes, and, she and was the, the law. Support, the she law. was the law. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people don't realize that when you talk about Hispanic families that, you know, the dad comes and he, he's kind of like the provider, but... The mom kind of, you know, takes care of the kids, and it's like you said, she's the law. Um, what kind of rules did you have to abide by? Because I'm always fascinated, I think especially for daughters, because you have this certain um, rules that you have to follow. And I remember my mom would always say, no, you can't be doing that porque no se mira bien o que va a decir la gente. 
and so you had to proper uh, dress properly. So what kind of what kind of protocols or rules that you have that you that you can remember that your mom would say to you? Well, uh, basically it's the same thing you're saying. I mean, you you can't uh, you cannot go. Uh, let me see. For example. If you knew somebody, who would you like to go out with? Uh, if you're no, courting somebody, so. yeah, or somebody you, was courting, courting you, you yeah, yeah. You, you just can't go by yourself. No, you can't. <laughs> or uh, stuff like that. You know, it's very Being strict, early, yeah. very strict, strict, very strict. Uh-huh. Yeah, those Catholic moms were. Yeah, something and, and else. You make sure your your dresses are not above the knee. No, they gotta be over here. No, you can't. You, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, did Did your mom make y'all's dresses? Because I know I remember my grandmother used to say that she used to make all the dresses for for her daughters. Did your mom make y'all's clothes? Because they're quite a, a few daughters. So well, when we were growing up, I'm sure she did. Mm-hmm. When we were growing up, but later when we got older, mm-hmm. no, we. My father used to take us to New Braunfels to get clothes. I don't know why they, we always went to New Braunfels. <laughs> um. So let's go back to your father and, and the music. So he's already mastered um, the violin, and he's already learned how to play uh, the accordion. Did he play? You said he played in a band in um, Wim- Wimberley, right? So at what point did he leave that band and, and go out on his own, or were there another, other bands that he played with or musical troops? Well, as far as when the accordion came in, that I, can, that I was told, uh, he said that... Uh, that was in the 1930, let me see, he, gee, um, he, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the question. So um, did he play with other, other bands besides, because uh, let me ask this, when he was playing in Wimberley, that was a country, country, uh, country band, so we're playing country music, uh, and so when did he start playing, I guess, the accordion and, and go on his own and start playing kind of like the Norteño or Tejano music? Yeah, I'm thinking that it was in like 1938, 30, 37. Uh, and uh, that's when, then he started with with men that he knew that, that played. <laughs> and they had a little group. The group was named Polcas Alegres. El Conjunto Polcas Alegres, that's what they called it. Yeah, because at that time, about 38, the, the accordion didn't get introduced into Texas uh, until about the 1930s, 30, 35, oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and at that time, they didn't, even, they didn't have microphones. They just played y- and yeah, sang. Th- yeah, and there was actually, even in, back then, they didn't have uh, canciones. Mm-hmm. It was just... Just music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So he played with this, this uh, group, and then how long before he decided that he wanted to go on his own? Where did the idea come for, for him to start a family, a family musical group? Well, the family musical group just came as a surprise, I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it, it, just, it just happened. I mean, we weren't forced into it. We, it just happened. So your dad's playing. Did you guys just decide y'all were going to pick up? Y'all like the music? And Well, how did you get interested in, in, in music? Let me ask that. Yeah, well, for, for example, let me, let me come back. Like my sisters, they could see that my father was playing the accordion. And when he wasn't playing with well, they just figured, well, I'm going to go ahead and you know, piddle around with it. And, and uh, so my sister Rosa, she learned how to play the accordion. And my sister Adelaida, she she also learned how to play the accordion. Of course, she had help from my father and my oldest brother. He was always also a musician. My mother used to say he, by the age of seven, already knew how to play the accordion. And what was his name? Fidel, Fidel. Garza Jr. 
and my mother, I remember telling us that he was, he was seven, about he was seven years old. His feet would dangle, but he had the accordion. And my grandfather on my father's side would tell him, "Andale, mijo, siéntate ahí y tócame una polquita." And he would get the accordion and feet dangling, whatever, and he would play. By well, the age of seven. And and it's funny that you say that because I I you know I know Mr. Uh, Garza. But I never knew that he that he was a musician, and I know him from the gas station that he had here on Guadalupe Street. So for our listeners, he owned the gas station there on Guadalupe Street. As you're coming into town, you have to take that right turn. The gas station was there, and then later on it was a greenhouse, and he sold bait, I believe there, minnows and things of that sort. Right. So that that's who we're talking about. Um, but like I said, I never knew that about him. If, if you had ever gone into the little uh, uh, filling station in the little hut itself, uh-huh. he had the, the saxophone and he had the accordion with him all the time. When there was no customers, he just entertained himself with the accordion. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's interesting because, like I said, I didn't know that about yeah, him. Yeah. So he started when he was seven. Um, and then um, you're, okay, when y'all had those uh, casaderos, were y'all playing music at that time, or were y'all just watching at, at that point? No, at that point, I don't believe we were. No, y'all were we still were, young. Yeah, yeah. And so now you've got uh, Fidel, who has played the accordion, and your three sisters now, y'all are, two sisters are all, your two sisters and yourself are all interested in, in um, music and playing instruments. Who else was in your, in your family troupe? Uh, Daniel. And uh, Josefina, Josefa? Josefa. Yeah. Okay. And my my brother Joe, he also used to sing once in a while. He was not in the group itself, but he would still help out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, how old were you when y'all started your, your group together to sing as a family? Uh, I'm thinking that it was, how old was I? How I old was were probably, you? I was probably, I'm thinking about maybe 18 or 19. And about what, what year was that? I'm thinking maybe it was, well, it was in the 60s, mid-60s or something like that, yeah. So it's 63, 64, about that time. What kind of music are you listening to at that time? Are you listening to, like, um, the Beatles or? No, <laughs> by, the, by that time we were listening to Musica de Acordeon. Uh, the, the Beatles, I don't think, yeah, they were, they were there yeah. uh, in later years. But we used to listen to Connie Francis. Oh, Connie and, Francis. And, uh, Edie Gourmet, did y'all listen to Edie Gourmet? Yeah, Edie Gourmet, yeah. We, all of those, yeah. Bobby, Bobby Vinton. Oh, oh, I love Bobby Vinton. <laughs> blue on blue, that's the song, right? Yes. Um, okay, so we're, we're listening kind of to the Frank Sinatra, crooner-type music. Um, did you take any inspiration for that? you guys write music for y'all's? No, just y'all just played? It's what my father used to call... The sentido, mm-hmm. by ear. So you did. Yeah. You didn't read music, but you picked it up by ear. That it takes a talent to do that because yeah. you're listening to everything that 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 uh, is it, out there. Did you have a favorite um, a favorite group that say was like on the radio that y'all used to play their music? I had a favorite group, but we didn't play their music. Mm-hmm. His music was too complicated, ah. <laughs> which it was Paulino Bernal. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But you're talking about the guys that brought the accordion music to the forefront, right? Yeah. Um, are we ready for a break yet? Yeah, let's take a quick break. 
you're listening to Oasis here on KZSM.org, True Community Radio, San Marcos, Texas. Thanks to everyone listening in all across the state of Texas here tonight. We've got folks listening in all the way from Eagle Pass, all the way up to Dallas, to uh, Belton, to uh, uh, San Antonio, Austin, all points in between. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Glad to have you listening in to Oasis here with us. And just a reminder, the uh, views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. We're going to be right back with you. Hola, mi gente. My name is Josh, also known as DJ Alpha in the mix, and I am the host of the all-new Latin Energy Show on KZSM.org San Marcos. I'm inviting everyone to tune in every Thursday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. and join the Latin Energy Party. It's all about community connection here, so tune in, support, and we'll see you on KZSM.org. I'm listening to Sid's Place, my show, the best oldies in the world. I'm on every Monday from 4 to 6 p.m. on KZSM, your true community radio station here in San Marcos, Texas. ¿Recuerdas la última vez que tu familia visitó el bosque? Es un lugar de maravilla e imaginación para toda la familia. Donde las historias cobran vida y está más cerca de lo que crees. ¿Listo para planear tu próxima visita? Haz que el bosque forme parte de tu historia hoy en un parque local cerca de ti. O encuentra uno en descubreelbosque.org. Traído a ti por el Servicio Forestal de los Estados Unidos y el Ad Council. Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. And we're back with you here on Reasis. And uh, we were talking, I, I had a quick question about your father in that, you know, we were talking about $36 was a lot of money for the uh, for them at the time. That's a month's wages. That's a huge amount. Uh, you know, that's rent. You know, it was a big amount in the Depression. But he wasn't making money playing he was used give, give the story about how he was renting out the accordion <laughs> well there was he had a brother-in-law who played the accordion he already knew how to play the accordion and my father still at that time didn't know he, he couldn't he couldn't figure it out so his brother-in-law would rent out the accordion from my father for 25 cents a night <laughs> and my mother said no my mother found out and she said no I'd rather have that accordion under that bed than for him to take it for 25 cents a night. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, because you know if if it gets lost or stolen, then Untuned? you know, yeah, for for yeah. twenty five cents, yeah. yeah, I I I understand her sentiment exactly. I probably would have been saying, bring that accordion back too. But think of it. I mean, he was making good money, twenty five cents a night for him at the time. That was <laughs> you know that was a good bit. So. Oh, I love it. So now you guys are playing music. Um, When was the decision made? You said it was kind of like a natural thing. Do you remember what your very first performance was? Was it here in San Marcos? I I don't remember, to be honest with you. I'm I'm assuming it was here in San Marcos. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't remember. What, when when you started, put were you were you excited? I mean, what kind of venues did y'all play here in town? Did y'all play like weddings or? We used to play at regular dances here at uh, I don't remember the name of that place that Ruben Ruiz used to have. Oh yes, over on one twenty three by yeah. the, by the Be Back In Road. Right, yeah. I don't remember the name of the place. And we also used to play at Big Papas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Here in San Marcos. Oh, the Mr. Rodriguez. Right, right. Here in San Marcos. Now we. And uh, we uh, went out of town also. So when you played here um, locally, was it like Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, or on, during the weekends? No, it was on Saturdays. On Saturdays. Do you remember how much the cover charge was to get in to see y'all play? No, I, I really don't remember that. Uh-uh. What, what was the crowd like? Mo- mostly Hispanic uh, oh, yeah, speaking? Uh, oh, yeah, they were all Hispanic. Yeah, it, they were not like teenagers. They were like older, older. Pe- older people, yeah. So you're you're what eighteen nineteen years old and you're playing to a crowd that's what like in their fifties maybe maybe forties forties yeah um, I'm assuming that if they sold beer you didn't you couldn't get in unless you were twenty one I'm, I'm assuming I, I don't know mm-hmm. did you play at Plataforma Mendes and Kyle as well no my father did oh okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah the Mendeses had that big old uh, they used to be really big on having the Dissyseis out oh, there yes. so did y'all go play at the Dissyseis there. We we never did. I don't. I think it wasn't it wasn't there anymore. anymore? We were, but my father did. Uh-huh. My father used to go and play there, and my brother Fidel Jr. He would once in a while jump in and play the accordion. He was. My father said he was. Uh, he was a teenager, mm-hmm. and while he was not playing the accordion, well, he just get off and dance with the girls. Yeah. <laughs> I I took my brothers to have a lunch Saturday there at Casa Maria. And I was telling them that at one time that that used to be uh, Mendes property, and that that's where kind of where they had that plataforma in that area. Right. And but man, uh, Kyle, for this he says this September was a happening place. Jam pack. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but of course, you know, just like everything else, I don't know what has happened to that particular um, that particular event here. It doesn't seem like it's celebrated as much anymore here in our area. But I know at one time. That you know that was the that that was the event of of the year, but then I also you know understood that it was because at that time too that was the very last um, event that people were going to be participating. The people that were migrant workers were getting ready to leave and go to the Piscas and work out uh, over in Lubbock or out t- towards the west. So yeah, well I'm I'm glad you guys brought up Plataforma Mendez. Um, did you guys work outside of the city and play play in other areas travel wise? How did you get to a um, to an event uh, with your with your instruments? And where did you go? What was the f- furthest place you ever went to play? The furthest place was Lubbock. In Lubbock. Yeah, because I remember we were we were uh, we were picking cotton over there, and. Uh, 
And then we got, I don't know how, how we wound up on the radio station where they used to have uh, what they call aficionados. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was in what year was that? Do you remember? No. So I, how old were you? How old were you? Oh, gee. <laughs> after 18, 19? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Probably, yeah, probably like 20, probably. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, and, and uh, so that was the forest that we went and so tell me a little bit about aficionados because that o sounds very interesting. Yeah, aficionados is when you got groups here and there and there and everybody's going to compete against each mm -hmm. other and to see, you know. So like a talent show? Exactly, or, yeah. exactly. And then people would call in, you know, wh what group they like best. And uh, so we had to go three times because they kept calling so us. So process of elimination, you'd right, start off with however right. many and then, you, you know, they call in and... Whoever had the most numbers, Votes, they would stay yeah, on, and then yeah. everybody else would leave, and you come back. So three times. Yeah, and we were supposed to go for the fourth time to see uh, all the ones that had had won, uh -huh. who was going to be the one that was going to get a recording. Uh, like a contract, deal. Or, yeah, yeah. A recording deal, yeah, and and uh, but by that time it was snowing. Mm -hmm. And my father was the kind of person that would tell my mother, no, mis hijos está muy frío, vámonos para la casa. So we never, we never did, we never did uh, go back. For go the, back. Yeah. So who knows who won? Yeah. So you were, you were out there in the fields baking cotton at the time, and so then you kept coming back, or you just stuck around until. No, we were still picking cotton at that time. Yeah. Pick cotton on the weekends. Well, you know, you had to go to the radio station. <laughs> Because you were still being voted to go. So. Oh, so y'all were living there, and yeah, it we snowed, and then y'all decided not to go to the event. Yeah, we would normally take off like in September. I remember September, and we'd come back like in December when there's it's very cold and a lot of snow. Mm -hmm. And that's what my father used to tell my mother. Está muy frío para mis hijos. Let's go home. <laughs> so load it up and go home. So we never <laughs> you, found... You didn't finish, yeah. Yeah, who, who, was, who won the... Contest. The contest. Yeah. So when y'all were there um, in Lubbock for, you say, September to December, um, and y'all are um, picking cotton, did y'all live uh, on the location where they were, where y'all were picking cotton, or did y'all live outside of the location? No, actually, the, the radio station was in Lubbock, uh -huh. but we used to live in uh, Post, uh -huh. Texas, and, and, and uh, the mayordomo there had a little hut for us. <laughs> A little house where we stayed through all those months to work yeah and on the on the weekends when y'all were there what was like the, the activities did was there, was there music that was being played did y'all supply the music no uh actually the activities uh i would say that uh like uh on saturday nights my father would take us to the dance halls so we could have a good time because he would tell my mother my kids work too hard all week long they need entertainment so and then on Sunday we get up. You gotta go to church now. <laughs> go to church, and then from there they will they will let us go ahead and go to the movies. After that we go to Dairy Queen, and I love to. I remember I I used to always order a hamburger and a milkshake. That was delicious. And then we just come back home. Yeah, who doesn't love Dairy Queen, right? <laughs> right. So um, what you love about Texas? I guess got that one going through my mind. <laughs> I like I like details. I'm a fan of historical details. I spoke with Benny Layton many years ago, um, and he told me about the same contest, aficionados. And he told me voting also occurred. They had a voting ballots on the back of uh, flower bags, oh, wow. 
And so the 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 contestants, you would vote and send in your, you'd cut out the little voting ballot from the flower bag and mail it in. And uh, I thought that was a pretty neat um, detail that he told me when he was still around. Yeah, because I I'd never heard of that. So that's a you know I, I hear flower bags that they make dresses out of them, <laughs> but that's the first time that I've ever heard of. I guess it must have been specifically tailored for that area. Reason, uh-huh. Yeah. Right. You you just you'd get with the local mill, just like we had the mill here in uh, yeah. New Braunfels, and they would have, you know, and it would be with some local radio station, and a lot of times they would support. I mean, you know, King Biscuit Flower Hour started out, you know, many oh, yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, same kind of a thing, and uh, you know that would be your local business, and that would uh, they would have the the local uh, radio stations would. have have something like that. I've heard that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the gentleman that you were talking about, who was he? Benny Layton. Uh-huh. Um, he was an accordionist um, from, I believe, Ed Couch, Texas, mm-hmm. South Texas. And um, he was an accordionist uh, considered a maestro uh, within the style of conjunto music, um, Texas folkloric music, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing some research on the influence of women in conjunto music. And I spoke with him, and he had he had so many great stories to share. Um, one of the things that he wanted to share was for him. He's like, hey, he was really funny. He was like, hey, bro, I want to tell you about not the. I want to tell you about the stories you don't hear about of women's influence on music. And one of the things that he said was there was um, there was a uh, there was a little restaurant or bar that the musicians would go through and, and play at. And uh, the low, the owner of the place was a lady, and um, at the bar they also sold tacos as well. So the musicians knew that when they were hungry after a gig, they could you know just go to the back of the place and get some tacos, you know. And the the bar would comp it, or the lady would comp it, really, the owner. And she said in return, um, the musicians every Mother's Day they would go. And to her window, all these musicians and sing uh, a bunch of songs for her. Yeah, that day. one serenata. Serenatas, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's a very lovely gesture, right? Because, you know, who doesn't know that musicians are, what do they call them, starving artists? Yeah, yeah. So who has money to, to buy food when you're a starving artist? Yeah, and he said they would, uh, the, 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 the owner, the lady, would she'd, take, she'd pass the hat. She'd go with the hat in the hand and ask the patrons, hey, you know, here, tip for the bands. So she would take an active role with the musicians and supporting mm-hmm. them. So I thought that was pretty neat how it, it's something you don't hear about directly like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so y'all are in, in Lubbock. Are y'all playing in in Lubbock in uh, venues as well, only here only here in, in San Marcos? Well, no. Um, it, uh, Central Texas, uh-huh. we went to Mathis, we went to Austin, we went to... Um, we went to a lot of little towns. I should have written it down, but yeah. Oh, are we ready for break? Mm. Let's take a quick station ID break. You're listening to Race. It's here on KZSM.org. We're going to be right back with you. Anybody out there interested in chess? Join us at the San Marcos Local Chess Club. We get together every Wednesday from 6 p.m to 8.30 p.m. at the San Marcos Public Library. All levels are welcomed. Everybody is welcomed. All ages are welcomed. It's a really chilled environment just to enjoy and play some chess all together. Possibilities are all around us. We see potential 
in unexpected places. And when we share our knowledge, vision, and connections, we turn great ideas into action. Together, we can make real change happen. We're Rotary. We are people of action. Get involved today at rotary.org action. The Price Center and Garden is delighted to be hosting San Marcos' fifth annual all-women's art show, honoring International Women's Day, See Me, Changing Perceptions, features 88 beautiful, thought-provoking, and inspired works of art by 88 different area women through a wide range of subjects, media, and traditional and alternative creative techniques. The show provides voice to their unique and engaging perspectives. This year, in celebration of our fifth anniversary, the experience is being expanded to include several additional gatherings and sharing and growing opportunities throughout the duration of the show. All events are free and open to all. We encourage you to visit our website, price-center.org, to get more information and or to register for individual sessions. The Price Center is located at 222 West San Antonio Street in San Marcos, Texas. See you there. Yes, women's art. And uh, that ends here coming up in about another two weeks, but you can still catch that at the Price Center. And uh, just some of the great ways that we let people know about what's going on here in the community. And you are listening to Riasis here on KZSM with your host, Kathy Lohr. And uh, Kathy, back to y'all. So you mentioned, um, you know, in, in our last, last segment about, you know, women in, in, in music and how a lot of times they aren't spoken, spoken of. And, um, you know, it reminds me of um, an interview that I heard Selena do. You know, of course, she was in the 1990s and she was talking about how hard it was as a female artist. And we're talking about 1990. And, you don't, you know, it's harder. It was still hard. You didn't always get to do that that, that you deserved. But here, you know, you've got, you know, your mom and her sisters and brothers, and especially with them because they were women in this group, uh, kind of touching that ceiling because they, they're promoting um, this genre of music. And uh, last year in 2022, uh, the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center had their Tejano Conjunto Music Hall of Fame. And Los Hermanas Garza, were inducted into that and so that's you know really says a lot about the the group and and the women that were in that group so tell us a little bit about that um so last year um they got nominated los hermanos garzas by the guadalupe cultural arts center in san antonio every year they have for mother's day weekend they have a conjunto music festival it's about uh three or four days bands from all over texas sometimes Minnesota, California, the Southwest, and uh, even even for Japan too. Um, with there's a conjunto group called Conjunto J, and uh, it's really fun seeing a, a Japanese band play and sometimes sing in conjunto music in Japanese. <laughs> so it's really great. Um, the Japanese have a lot of respect when they import different cultural things, but um, they got inducted. And the premise for that was that there was women's influence within conjunto music. And part of that was Los Hermanos Garzas because at that time, women musicians were very, very, very unheard of. And specifically in a leading role, for example, um, to make things a little clearer, in conjunto music, uh, the accordion is center stage. That's that's where the music revolves on, around all of that. And it happened to be in Los Hermanos Garzas 
a woman was playing the accordion. So、um, there was one anecdotal story that was told by the accordionist Adelaide, my aunt.、Um, she was trying to get a gig.、Um, she told her, listen, the, the bar owner, I think it was a bar owner or venue, either way, that, you know, when we play, we have, I'm going to be playing the accordion. My sister's going to be playing the drums. And we're going to have my other sister playing music as well. And the owner couldn't believe what he was hearing that there were going to be female musicians playing. And he specifically asked them, he's like, So when you show up, what you're telling me is that it's going to be you playing music here? He's like, Yes, and there's nobody else going to be playing. He's like, No, it's going to be us. And so part of that goes, ties in with why they're inducted because of the significance on their inflection point of history at that time. As women in music, and specifically in, in conjunto music. And, and not only that, because you, you did hear about women, but they were solo, but now you've got three sisters、mm-hmm. you know, that, that are pushing the forefront on, on, on the music and the genre, and you know, now influencing maybe the younger girls that are coming you know, under them. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a feat. So, congratulations on that award. Thanks. You know, on, on this story that Jaime was saying that my sister had said, This was, this was、uh, the time that, we, that you, we went to look for, for. Well, actually, we went to see my sister down the valley on the way back. We stopped by Mathis, and they had a salon there, and it's called Cielito Lindo. And that's when she was talking to the, to the owner, and he couldn't believe it. But anyway, of course, they announced it on the radio these girls were going to be playing and all that. So there was this seminar that muchachos jóvenes are going to become priests.、Mm. So they heard about it. And they couldn't believe it either. So, what they did, they, at, 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 a, at a certain time, they were supposed to go to sleep, everybody, you know, lights off, whatever. Well, they decided lights off. They jumped out the window and they went downtown to see if this was true about these girls. <laughs> so, y'all were the no- novelty for that evening. <laughs> and, and, and I know that because he was, these guys were telling me that's what they did. <laughs> and I thought, wow, they took a big chance. <laughs> so, let me ask you a question about how y'all dress. So, did. did You know, today you see a lot of the musicians are kind of dressed alike. How did you and your sisters dress? Because I'm going to assume that, you know, we're talking about what the 60s. So women are already starting to wear, you know, bell bottoms. How, how, how did y'all dress? Bell bottoms, you're exactly bell right. <laughs> we used to have striped pants, bell bottoms. And not only the girls, but also the boys. We all dressed alike.、Uh-huh. We all, yeah, but it was bell bottoms. <laughs> Well, yes,、uh, keeping, and, keeping with the times. And, and then on the accordion and the drums, we had、uh, flower shawl,、uh, oh, uh-huh. f- flowers stamped、uh-huh. on there. Yeah. <laughs> so、um, I guess your sisters at this point are helping to do the bookings. Is your dad still booking y'all? Or? No, my father never did, did do that. He was, he was,、uh, he was in the backseat.、Mm-hmm. The ones that did the bookings was my brother, Daniel. And、uh, my sister Adelaida. And like I used to tell Jaime, me, I was just like, I'm a bummer. I don't want nothing to do with it. You just, just give me just, time and I'll show up. Exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> tell me when to be ready, what time we're taking off, and all of that. I said, I don't want to deal with that stuff. So. And so, how did y'all travel? Did y'all, have, did y'all go in, in an automobile? Did y'all have a bus? How did you get to the. So, so you're going to Mathis. How did you get to Mathis to your gig? Well, well, at. at There was a time when Fidel, my oldest brother, he had a, a conjunto also. So he wasn't playing anymore at that time, but he had a, a trailer, a little trailer. So I painted it,、um, and it had been sitting there for years. So I painted it white with red letters that said, 
los hermanos Garza, and then San Marcos, Texas, and then the telephone number. So all the instruments went in there, and then we all piled up in the car. <laughs> So what kind of car did you have? I'm just kind of curious. Was it yeah. uh, a Rambler? You know, was it a station wagon? No, it was a pretty big car. It was a pretty yeah. big car. Yeah. I, I don't know what kind. But you, you, you hook up the trailer, and you just you go to these places, and you show up. Yep. And uh, uh, Now, when you would go, would you have a place to stay for the night? No, or we, where would you stay? We, we come back home. Oh. Okay. We we come back home. Yeah. yeah. So say, you go to Mathis, and then you'd come back to San Marcos again. Yep. Wow. Fredericks, yeah. Whether we went to Fredericksburg, Mathis, Austin, wherever we went. Yeah, and you'd have to back. factor in gasoline, what it's going to cost to get there, and then if you're going to stop to eat, and then all that just adds up to what you're going to charge. You yeah. Know, the, and the it, yeah. And excuse, excuse me. And in Mathis, after every gig that we did do, there was this fella that would take us to a restaurant and he paid for everybody oh wow yeah he enjoyed the music that much yeah, yeah. and we always thought it was it was the owner of the place and to find out that he was the janitor wow, oh, wow. <laughs> he was a fan the janitor comped of meals wow <laughs> yep yep that's love yeah but you know but that's how that's how you make that's how you make friends right and you you come to realize that sometimes that the most humblest people are people are the ones that are going to treat you really well yeah yeah. Um, so it sounds like you guys really enjoyed going to Mathis. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that that drive had to be probably, what, a three-hour drive, two-and-a-half-hour drive to Mathis? Uh, probably maybe two-and-a-half two and or half. three. Yeah. So what time would you leave, say, if, if you're going to play on a Saturday, what time would you leave here? You know, you'd have to load up. How, how, what was the process from the time that you start to get ready to leave to the time that you got there? Well, a lot of times when it was that far going, we dressed over there. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we had to make time uh, to get there and enough time to set up and all that. So, so it's pretty yeah, exactly. much a whole day, right? I mean, half a day. Yeah, you probably, leave here 12, yeah. get the, there, set up. Yeah, and at, those, and at that time, I believe those dances would start at 8 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon, not 9 Yeah. or 10 like a lot of places nowadays. So you'd, you'd play for, what, two hours? Four hours, two and two. Four hours? Yeah, two and break and two more. Wow, so let's see, you started at 8, you, you get off at 12, it, you have to um, tear... No, no, yeah, start at 8, take a break at 10, and then go, and then... Two more uh, hours. 30, 30 minutes, two more hours. You played two hours straight sets? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so it's not until 12.30 at night that you are finishing up. Load you, up. Then you have to do a load up, then get back in, and you'd have to go get something to eat somewhere afterwards, right? Well, a lot of times we didn't. We, I think the only time where we did eat was probably in Mathis because yeah. he, he would make sure that, that we would go and eat. That guy did. Yeah. So. so you're getting back into town 3, three 4 <laughs> o'clock in the morning? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you're young and you don't think. Yeah. I mean, it's like uh, there was a question asked to me, were you nervous the first time you got up there? I said, we're too dumb to be nervous. <laughs> we're too young. <laughs> I mean, you're too young. You, you don't. It isn't, you it, never had stage fright, did you, while you're no, playing? No, no, I would now, <laughs> but not at, at that age. Not no. at that age. So, um, how long did you guys play together as a family uh, with your with your group, your music group? How many years? Gee, I'm thinking maybe. I'm thinking. I'm not too sure really. Maybe 
three or four years. Three or four years. Mm-hmm. So you guys, uh, I guess, especially the the your sisters, y'all, y'all are young. Y'all are already in your twenties. Are y'all starting to think about marriage and getting married, or th- so that didn't factor into no. y'all not? The not only cons- the only one that was married was Daniel. Uh huh. Everybody else w- didn't have no responsibilities. Yeah. So y'all just decided y'all didn't want to do it anymore? Or? Well, what happened was my sister, the accordionist, she decided to get married. Mm-hmm. So there yeah. it goes. There what it goes. do you do when you lose the main lead, right? <laughs> yeah, there it goes. <laughs> and y'all never thought about um, hiring another accordionist? So I guess there really weren't that many women accordion mm, playing no. players at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we ready for a break? Stay quick station ID break. And uh, thanks, uh, folks. We've got Raleigh, North Carolina tuning in. We've got folks up in uh, South Austin tuning in and uh, over here in Kyle and in San Marcos. Thanks, everyone, for listening into Riasis here this evening. As a reminder, the views expressed on the show are those of the hosts, the guests, and not necessarily those of KZSM or SMTXCRA. We hope you're having fun listening into this great interview this evening. Be right back with you. The Lifelong Learning Organization of San Marcos fosters pleasurable personal growth by offering a broad range of stimulating and engaging courses for self-fulfillment. Subjects range from courses in art, art appreciation, history, science, writing, literature, geography, and many more. Each course will be presented by members of the community who are rich in their subject knowledge and are excited to share what they know. Whatever your age, You'll find courses to fit your interests, and you'll interact virtually, well, at least for the time being, with instructors and fellow learners who share those interests. If you're interested in possibly becoming a presenter with lifelong learning, or you have ideas for topics to be offered, or you just want to find out more, please contact Marianne Reese at lifelonglearningsm at gmail.com, or you can call 512-216-6400. Wait, do I hear bagpipes? No, I can't I can't be hearing bagpipes. Not on KZSM.org. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. Limey's Lass has a show on Saturdays. Celtic Corner. Comes on at noon. I guess I am hearing bagpipes. Oh, what a day. I can't wait to see what else she's gonna play for me. Do you love listening to great music? Are you interested in topics that can blow your mind? Do you like having a good time when listening to the radio? If so, then listen to Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 till noon. Into the Gray is a public interest radio program we can all enjoy. That's Into the Gray, Friday mornings, 10 a.m. until noon on kzsm.org in San Marcos, Texas. And we're back with you here in the KZSM studio. Thanks for everyone for tuning in to Riasis here every Sunday night from 7 until 8 o'clock. Kathy. Um, you, you've got a, a father who introduced you to music, and then y'all played music, and I'm probably sure that you've got um, either your sisters or brothers have children that are probably involved in music too, so now you've got this legacy in music. And now you've got the, this this award that has been given to you. If you were to have a conversation with your dad, what do you think he would say about this oh. award that you guys got? I mean, how proud do you think he would have been? How, what, what feeling, emotion do you have for that? The first thing he would do is start tearing, I'm sure, both him and mother. Uh, he was so proud of his kids. 
Porque sí. era mucho el esfuerzo que os pusieron, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. Y para ver que ganaron este uh, honor, ¿verdad? Este es algo muy importante, ¿no? Uh -huh. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutamente. Yeah, because we're four generations in musicians. Wow. Yeah, it's like my father, like, well. His father? No, no, no. My father, oh. me, and then my kids, and then my grandkids also play oh, music. Wow. So that's four generations. Only my grandkids, they do mariachi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's, from, in school. Yeah, well, mariachi is just as important. Oh, yeah. Um. So... How do, how do you feel about that? You know, now that you, you've got this legacy that's continuing, do you, you have a sense of pride in that as well? Yeah, absolutely. You, you, I tell the kids, like the ones that are going to school, I said, this is a time for you to learn because you have these teachers, professional teachers who can teach you right and wrong. Take the, take the advantage and take the time and do it, you know. So. And then you married into a musical family as well? Yeah, my husband played the bajo sexto. He had... He was playing with another group, yeah. And then, and then Danny also played with uh, another group after or before. I believe he was playing with his father-in-law, mm -hmm. yeah. And his wife was also a drummer. Really, mm -hmm. a boss, right? That's mm -hmm. her name, right? Boss. I did not see. I, that's why I love doing this show. <laughs> well, I learned so much. And stuff. Jaime, it's a uh, it, it plays instruments as well, and yeah. uh, he does uh, what in. It just escaped me. Uh, it's from uh, Brazil. You it's mean. from Brazil, yeah. yes. So is that like an Afro-Cuban? Uh, Afro-Brazilian. Yeah, Afro-Brazilian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's called a birimbau. There we go. Yep. So how did you get, how did you get interested in that? Um, well, long story short, I, it has to do with the video game Tekken. There's a character that does an art form on that. It's a fighting game. He does capoeira. And so I was like trying to figure out one day what that thing that guy did that looked like breakdancing. And so eventually I found out about it, uh, that he did capoeira, and then I went to take a class. And I was like, oh, because I really like the music. Because it's percussive music with call and response singing. And that I really enjoyed it. And after that, it just kind of, it was a long journey. I've been doing it in about 18 years, almost 18 years now. That's, that's a long time, yeah. And I... Plug, uh, real quick plug, because um, Kirsten Boynt, she's been here mm -hmm. for Los Gatos. Um, I go into her uh, Latin Jam night here at um, the porch. Mm -hmm. So I go play and play, pick, take my beat and bow, and sometimes I'll pick up the uh, bongo as well and I'll just have fun. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I have a, a question for you. Um, y your, your family now, you aren't uh, together as, as a musical troupe. You probably aren't living in the same place. Everybody's kind of going in different directions. You have your families. Uh, and Rob was asking about, you know, uh, the possibility, you know, of, of like a reunion tour. But do you guys ever get together, like, as a family just to play, just to, you know, how do they say, jam out? Yeah, no. Everybody's doing their own their thing. Own thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, do, you, do you miss playing? No. You don't miss it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you're a musician, you don't have a life. You do not have a life because every Saturday you got to be playing for other people to enjoy. <laughs> it was kind of funny that you say that because that's what Mr. Montelongo said. He, he talked about, you know, you're young and you're not thinking about, you're just out there, you're playing, you're having a good time, you're not saving any money, the money that you're making, you're spending. So, yeah, I guess you kind of, you kind of just gave it all yeah. up and said. Yeah, because when we stopped playing, I said to myself, so what am I going to do now? <laughs> 
<laughs> with my free weekends. <laughs> and did you find something to do with your weekends? <laughs> well, I, when I had a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this day and age, it's uh, plants out at the flea market a lot of times, although that was taking up too much of your time, too, I think, for a while. <laughs> I really, now, that I enjoyed. You do enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, because you get to meet a lot of people, and you, you get to get a lot of advice that you don't know about plants. Yeah, but it's... It's it's really nice, yeah. So so, what favorite music for you? I, I'm I'm always interested because you know I love mariachi music and I love boleros. So what kind of music? What kind of music was played in your home and what do you like to listen to? So like when your dad was playing music, you're sitting in front of the radio or you're playing it on the record record player. What kind of music did your dad play at home? My father used to uh, well when he, like like when he they had a group. There was no uh, canciones, mm-hmm. but they did play boleros. Uh, the, I take that back, not boleros. Chotis, redovas, mm-hmm. polcas, and uh, gee, what else? But that's the kind of music he, he would play mm-hmm. because in esos tiempos, uh, they didn't have people singing. That did, that came down later through the years, mm-hmm. yeah. So Chotis is como música de los alemanes o los polacos? Or? Gee, I have no idea. Yeah. And 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 music you like to listen to, and what do you listen to now? Uh, it's German. Yeah, German. Mm-hmm. Okay. German. Yeah, I, I I like to listen to uh, conjuntos, acordeón, and uh, but it's like I, my sister says. One of my sisters says she says, "Ah, música es música." I said, "No, there's different styles of music, and different ca- countries plays it different, or, or different states play it different." I mm-hmm. said, "No, it's not the same thing, mm-hmm. pero." Yeah, I, I like to play. I like to listen to the like música de acordeón. Yeah. And so now today, when you see the accordion players, do you have a tendency to say, "Oh, well, they don't play like this guy did," or which is they true? Play, they, which is true? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they use a lot of the synthesizers now, and so that kind of enhances a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's not really so. Growing up, so you said uh, Bernal. Uh, do you listen to Flaco Jimenez? No. So who did who did you like to listen to? I used to, <laughs> I'm sorry. I used to listen to Paulino Bernal, uh-huh. uh, Los Hermanos Villarreal, uh-huh. uh, Los Hermanos, uh, what was their names? Jeez, such a long time ago. But in uh, Los Hermanos Ayala, and that's the kind of music that I liked, yeah. Yeah, they got good music, mm-hmm. Los Ayala. Los Hermanos Ayala, yeah. And well, their father was one of the big musicians also, uh, Pedro Ayala, uh-huh. yeah. Did you have a favorite song? Did I have a favorite song? Because, you know, you you sent me a clip of a song, and I thought that was just such a beautiful song, the, the one that you sent me. Yeah, that was a beautiful bolero. That was a bolero, mm-hmm. actually. And uh, this group I had never heard of, but I like to go through the Internet and mm-hmm. check out the groups, you know, what I like. I, I said, this is a nice song. Yeah. And and uh, right before we close down uh, our interview, do you have anything that you want to say about about music in general? Where do you see music going? Where do you see the accordion going? Do you do you see, you know, right now the Honda music kind of has struggled a little bit. Uh, what what do you think is going to happen with the accordion and accordion music? Oh, I think the accordion is going to live forever. It's going to outlive everybody else. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah, really. But you're not being partial because you love accordion music, right? <laughs> no, I'm not. But I think it is true because look at way back when. Había uh, muchas orquestas, right? Right. Where are these orquestas? They're, they're, yeah, they're gone. And, yeah. and who's on top now? Yeah, the accordion. So I'm thinking it'll live forever. We'll be gone and they'll still be here. <laughs> 
do, do you see the 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 music changing much? Because you know you see how let's say for instance David Lee Garza how how he plays music and how they used to play music before. Do you ever see the the accordion evolving into a different type of of sound or tone? It it probably will, but it'll still be there. Yeah, it probably will, but it'll uh, be in different groups, different different rhythms and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think it'll still be there. And in closing, do you have anything that you, you a story that you would like to tell us or a memory that that you would like to to recall with us? Uh, maybe about a about a event that you went to or a trip that you took or. Well, there was one time that we had, because my older sister, uh, she married and lived down the valley uh, in San Carlos, and, uh, and they, over there in McAllen, Texas, they used to have what they call, way back when, they, they used to call los uh, bailes que hacía, I believe que los hacía Paulino Bernal, I'm not too sure. Anyway, se llamaba el baile grande. It was a big salon. Tenían los bailes grandes on Saturdays. So one time we went to see my sister over there, Y estaba, estaba tocando Paulino Bernal en el baile grande. So my father took us, and so we went, and so uh, we were listening to the music and chatting, whatever, and then my my sister Adelada, she took off, and I don't know where she took off. So then give it a couple of minutes, and she comes back. She says, come on, Marcela, let's go. I said, go where? She said, we're going to play with Paulino Bernal. I said, What? She said, come on, let's go. They're waiting for us. I said, you got to be crazy. <laughs> she said, no, let's go now. They're waiting for us. I said, oh, my goodness, I cannot believe that. We got on stage and play a tune. So now here you are playing with someone that you idolize. That must have yeah. been a very emotional no, and... No, very scary and yeah. very... <laughs> I was so nervous. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's... That's one of the stories. But it's a good yeah. story. It's something you'll probably remember, you know, all your life. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I thought she was kind of crazy to do that. <laughs> well, that, 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 that's interesting. But you know what? Because of your sister, you got to get on stage, and here you are. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, um, and I just love having this conversation with you. Well, thank you very much, and thank you for inviting us. Well, I'm glad y'all are here, and hopefully we'll be able to have uh, Hyman back on again, and maybe you'll come back and, and talk to us a little bit more later on. Sounds great. Yeah. Everybody's got smiles on their face. That's good. <laughs> Thanks for coming in tonight. And Kathy, do we have someone lined up for We're next week? We're doing the uh, Lent show uh, next week. The Lent show. The Lent and, show, and we have, um, I think we're booked up until... Um, at the end of April. So we're going to be so talking the about the foods the of Lent foods next of Lent week. Foods of Lent so. are going to come to the show, and um, Richard's going to be coming back to talk about the Cinco de Mayo event over mm -hmm. on the Courthouse Square. So, so you got lots of great stuff. Yeah. So, folks, tune in. KCSM.org every week, Ray says thank you for all the tuned in. Good night now.